All right, so this is Kirk. And this is Drags. And you're listening to The Current Podcast. Our website, cvrnt.com. If you want to email us, cvrntpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, cvrnt, Facebook, Instagram. Hit us up. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play. And what are we talking about today, Rags? So today we'll chat a bit about stuff from GDC, go over uh, one of the hackathons that Kirk attended. And uh, we, we also have uh, just a couple other miscellaneous tidbits of info. Um, so um, I actually wanted to uh, bring up something before we start talking about GDC. Uh, and that's essentially, uh, I, so I hadn't actually used my Vive in a while. When I say a while, maybe like a month, month and a half. So I, I actually tried to start using the Vive again, like last week or maybe 10 days ago. And what I started trying to do was I first like had to turn it on. Then I spent a day. But when I say a day, I get an hour of time window, right? So that hour that I had, I had to update all the stuff <clears throat> on my computer and the Vive, the base station, everything. So that took a while. Then the next day, it actually just wouldn't work. Like it, it just wouldn't pick up. Like you know, I I tried uh, kicking off. Um, uh, I think Google Earth, and it like crashed, and then something else. And it was the Vive that crashed. It just had the gray screen, and man, you know, like finally it was the third day when I actually started getting to work. And then the game that I was playing, that started having issues. I don't know if those issues are the game or the issues are because of the vibe not tracking properly or not. I don't know. So, um, what game was it? Do you remember? Uh, Vanishing Realms. Van- uh, oh, I haven't played that. It's one of the few games that I'm actually playing. I'm, I've been mm. very uh, selective about trying to spend money on uh, games on the Vive as of now, until I actually figure out really going to use it going forward. That's I think one of the biggest problems. Like initially, I was trying to use it, and I didn't have a kid then, and now. <laughs> <laughs> with a kid it's really hard to like find time to use any of this stuff so yeah it, uh, it gets easier finding time though because like i'm on the other side it's like baby's you know almost a year and a half and now i'm like oh should i pick up a vibe because i'm finding that maybe i have an hour and a half in my day now more than yeah. just one hour oh, okay <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i i guess like if, if you were a regular gamer and then you actually you know set aside time to game i feel like you'd you'd be able to sub that time out with a vibe or something else but i actually just started going back to my ps3 and buying games for that and working on that first before i could actually buy a ps4 and buy games for it and buy a psvr and i haven't even found time to play any of the games that i used to play like nothing so it's I'm 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 at a bit of a crossroads right now with my vibe and my whole setup. I think space is such a big concern. I know like the base stations are great, and you know I'm actually I've kind of taken over a whole room to myself uh, in the apartment for this, and you know so far it's been okay. But once my kid grows up and we start having stuff, it's gonna be hard. I'm gonna have to give up the space. So I don't know. Like I. I wonder if other people have this issue right now with some of these setups where you need a tracking or some some sort of area set up for you to be able to do. I, you know, I I know I've already given up all my space. You know, there's no real extra room for me in the, yeah. my whole apartment. Mm-hmm. But I do know that that was one of the amazing things with VR in the beginning was that people were, you know, carving out 
sections of their home just for VR experiences. And That's I true, yeah. still hear stories to this day that people are like, okay, when they're moving, they're like, am I going to have a complete full room scale, uh, you know, space available at my new next place I move to, which is like still amazing that, you know, there's enough like excitement about the technology between, yeah. you know, that's, that's a part, it becomes a thing that you, yeah, that's true. Actually. When, even when uh, we were briefly looking for houses before we realized we couldn't afford any was, uh, that some of these houses, I was literally just like scoping out the place. And I was like, huh, oh, well, you know, I could put this, yeah, the, exactly. I could mount this up here. I could mount this here. But I mean, or the I don't, garage. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's just. Uh, but it's is a. It's. I think this is like a fascinating uh, piece of technology. Like, within a year, um, um, this is gonna. You know, obviously be replaced. And actually, that's probably a good segue. Well, uh, yeah. In, into, Let's talk about yeah, yeah. GDC. So, right? Yeah, yeah. So into GDC. So. Um, so for those listening, GDC is the game developer conference that's happened. Yep. forever basically down in san francisco moscone center it's about a week-long event uh it's crazy we didn't neither of us attended <laughs> yes no no we we did not definitely didn't attend but yeah so at gdc um one of the things they announced was a new lg headset to go along with uh, steam vr and so it's gonna be able to use the base station technology and um it, from all accounts, it seems pretty pretty nice. There was one reviewer I think said that kind of had the comfort of PSVR and field of view of um, HC, the HTC Vive, and it's supposed to be lighter and uh, works pretty nice. So that's gonna be um, fun to see when it comes out. Yeah. So so I mean, just to add for our listeners out there. Uh, you know, we're talking about these lighthouses that the HTC Vive has, which are the two boxes that are usually in the room that help determine where you're at within the room when you're walking around physically wearing an HTC Vive. And Valve has been licensing out that technology to HTC. Now, a lot of people uh, knew that at some point, Valve was going to license out that technology to other manufacturers and HTC had an exclusivity for, I think, a year or so. So now we're kind of hitting that that year timeline yep and lg is like one of the first companies to come out so what's awesome is they've been able to step back and as you said you know maybe launch a headset that takes all the awesomeness of the playstation vr's headset which i think is like the most comfortable i've tried um and then some other you know it's just kind of like 1.1 version you know it has just like one iterative step kind of the best of the best uh i think the biggest thing that a lot of people have been talking about is the flip-up visor yeah, the flip-up visor, um, so essentially if you can imagine, you know, just any picture of um, like a Vive type headset, something that covers the front of your face and then you can just flip up the front part of it so you don't have to kind of, I guess, like just take this whole big thing that's stuck to the front of your face on and off that way. I got a good description. Okay. A welder's A welder's helmet. Oh, okay. If anybody's yeah. ever seen a welder, yeah, they like flip up their helmet and then they just kind of like tap their head down and yeah. it slams down and back yeah. on their face and go to work. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You know, but I do wonder about like what kind of seal it's going to create. You know, a lot of people are, uh, you know, complain about light, light leakage. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely going to be a problem, if, especially, I mean, it depends on how, if they allow uh, something like PSVR where they, where you can tighten up the thing in the back a little bit. So mm-hmm. when it does, when it comes and sits on the front of your face, that if you if you tighten the notch back, then maybe it just kind of scrunches that up a little bit tighter, and then when you just release, then you can just flip it up, something like that. 
Yeah, so at our last meetup that we had up here near the Seattle area, I was actually mentioning how, you know, I still do not have my own, like, you know, VR room scale set up. And then Rags is kind of hinting at the fact that he was on the fence about whether he should maybe get rid of his. And then our, our friend Nima, he had gone down to GDC and he's just like, get the LG, the LG headset. He's like, it's it's just like if you're ready to buy one, like just, you know, hold out a few more uh, months, I guess, till that one's available. Like he seemed pretty gung ho about it, but he was saying it was pretty legit. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I guess like you know, that's one of the questions. Like if if LG just launches a new one and you're in the market, maybe that's the one to, to you know, go for. The, but but the other the other thing is. Um, oh, I think the sorry the the key thing that we didn't mention is that this LG headset will run with the Steam. Correct. Ecosystem. Yeah. So it's essentially you could if you have the Vive, like I have the Vive, and so apparently you can just replace the headset part of it, like keep the base station, keep everything else as is, and just swap out the, the oh. actual um, headset. So I didn't know if that was going to be the case. Yeah. I. So. I mean, from what I understood, that was the case. I don't know. Maybe we need to go back and double check. But it. It. I. <laughs> I I'm fairly certain that it just works with um, the lighthouses. But the other thing they mentioned was that the new uh, lighthouses, they're actually coming out with a version 2 of the lighthouses themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be more efficient, run on lower power, and uh, they 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 have a single motor as opposed to, I guess, this one has multiple motors. Um, I haven't actually read mm -hmm. through the comparison of the two, but it's supposed to be a lot nicer. And um, they I don't know if they announced a price for that yet, but uh, it's... It looks nice, and they're trying to sell the lighthouse technology as is, meaning now mm -hmm. LG put something out, so there's nothing to stop anyone. Like, you and I could get together and decide to build a headset, put put this thing on, and then it would work with the tracking technology here, and then it's just a head, matter of getting the headset to work. You, know, you can essentially, you can put this thing together and have it work with the thing and then market it and sell it and say if you have the lighthouse uh, stuff and you have the cables then you could just swap out and then plug this in and everything works and the tracker and everything is the same so it doesn't matter now you're talking about the lighthouse technology um i guess the vive tracker is separate though right yeah so the way i actually heard this on uh, one of the other podcasts there the everything vive podcast and they were kind of talking about that's one of hdc's methods to try and differentiate from the other headset manufacturers. So basically their HTC is coming out with a lot of accessories. I mean, they also announced, you know, a new head strap, a new cable, um, you know, these, these trackers, which we talked about last episode, I believe there are these like hockey, puck um, type thing, the, the front part of trackers. the, um, controller, the Vive controller. Yeah. Apparently. So those and the audio cable are $99 each. It's not that expensive. If you have this setup and you're trying to like demo something, trying to put a game together for an arcade, then you're not talking about getting that many. The trackers are an initial one-time investment, um, which you could even potentially subsidize to these arcade player uh, owners or whatever. And then once they get your game in and then you start making money off of it, it you know, $100 a pop, it's like an extra controller type of thing that you can put onto anything and that'll get tracked. Like you could build it into... Like I'm thinking of like, you know, and like oh, there's a I think on the uh, at the demo itself they they showed uh, baseball bats that had uh, the tracker on that you could basically track in VR. Or Nima had rec mentioned the beer koozie, right? So people were I mean I guess like it's somewhat of a legitimate product now, but you know you slap this tracker onto your 
you know, a little regular koozie for your soda or other beverage. And then in VR. Oh, and then like you're like yeah. drinking it. And in VR, it shows that you're drinking it. Yes, yes. Because it's always a joke, right? Like how do you solve being able to eat or drink in VR? And it's, you know, a little tough. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? He made he reminded me of one other thing. Like I, I remember reading an article, one of the higher ups at Valve had mentioned about their lighthouse technology. Yeah. And, you know, right now, do you know the maximum room scale distance that you can have? Like 10 square feet or something? I, I don't I don't know. Maybe 15. Maybe. Okay, so part of the leadership team up there in, in Vive, he was just talking about like their long-term roadmap. And they had mentioned the lighthouses, you know, going beyond their current suggested maximum limit and saying whole home, you know, lighthouse technology. So that's like j- just that's, like blow your mind, yeah, right? That, like I, the fact that you can go to the restroom while wearing your VR headset maybe in the future. That <laughs> would be so awesome. Like not to be tethered to a spot, like be able to go into whichever room. Like if I want to go play in the living room, just hang out in the living room with it. Like if I have to move somewhere, just walk into the other part of the house. And not only that, then now you actually have the ability to literally live in a virtual space completely like you don't really need any nice things you can you can just have really nice things in vr and you're good you know i mean obviously the resolution is only going to get better and better and then eventually then you don't you know you can have like the same everyone can have the same plates and you know the only difference is the designs that you put in uh into vr something like second life basically i mean except think about it like second life had now it's first life basically it's first life. i mean i i that's to me it's stunning that we we are we're even talking about it and we're considering it yeah yeah now basically if you're an angel investor or vc venture capitalist firm out there uh, just keep pouring your money into this technology and let's see where we can take it but on the on the same token with uh other headsets um there's a the windows headset that's coming through yeah so i didn't read much about that like you know that was last episode again i was like i haven't heard much about the windows news is it something I'm going to be able to pick up soon, or do we know? Yeah, no, I it's I, I don't think they have a date out there yet. It's actually called Windows Holographic. Um, right now, I think Acer has a headset that's coming out uh, that's just going to be compatible with Windows 10. So initially, if you have Windows 10, uh, these holographic headsets, they'll just run, apparently run on your computer. And I believe a lot of these have very similar technology to the HoloLens. Itself. I'm running... I'm running a, a ten-year-old computer that still runs Windows 10. I, I mean, I'd be it. I'd be very surprised. Well, I mean, think about it. If if they if if it's holographic technology and if they build everything into the headset, and you don't really need much from the computer per se to run. Like the opposite. I mean, of the other yeah, devices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think like look at the Hololens. Right, the Hololens is a standalone device. Like it's three grand, but it's three grand. It's a standalone device. You don't. You are carrying your headset around. And um, so these these will be tethered to your computer. It's just connected via USB. So I, I don't know. I, again, I'm, some of this I'm speculating. Um, but Yeah, I'm sure, you know, just one thing, for those that live near a Windows store, they might have seen like Oculus or the HTC Vive, you know, being demoed like in the very front of the store, <laughs> like in every mall and uh, where a Windows store exists. But I'm sure they would love to rather be demoing a Windows Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It's still like Acer's. I'm sure, like when when it starts coming out, they're gonna because the Hololens they would demo, but I mean that's an expensive device, so you know they don't they probably don't want to have like a ton of people handle it and toss it around. But 
like if they have these guys that's and this is kind of i think we alluded to this at some point in one of our older episodes um where we were talking about um eventually uh, headsets shipping out as part of uh things with a computer you know you go to the computer you say i want a windows machine and then it says well you can get this mm-hmm. acer headset mm-hmm. or this other vr headset if you want and you just add it to cart and go i mean crazy dude like that's just a few months ago that we were like hey you know it'd be really cool if this is uh something that might happen Blah. <laughs> so that's exactly how i sound in my own head yeah, yeah same here all right so what, what other uh, items did we want to cover out of that you know that we we saw in the news there uh one is a new there's gonna supposedly a new gear that's gonna come out later this year with uh, the yes. galaxy s8 uh yes. that that one oh, man i you know i bet it's gonna drop in the iphone 8 drops Mm-hmm. and uh the new pixel is probably going to drop around then too oh it's mm-hmm. going to heat up and so the gear the new gear is supposed to have a daydream like controller associated with it yeah i saw that what what's weird the controller r- reminded me kind of like a mini version of the htc vive like the little trackpad uh i think it was angled slightly like where the daydream controller is more like the nintendo wii, wii. yeah the it's wii just controller. very flat yeah it's very flat and yeah. like you know, everything's just kind of on one plane yep. where this looked kind of curved and, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I see, I see gears all the time. I see people car- carrying around, showing them to me, demoing them at our meetup. Yeah. I mean, they're, they just seem like really portable. I just, you know, I, I'm still like, how, how is it? So it's, it's kind of like a, a small set of people though. You, you essentially either have to buy, if that's not your primary phone, you just have to buy a Samsung phone. Uh, like, uh, you know, an S7 now, an S8, I guess. And then, you know, you have to have the headset and that's supposed to just be a separate thing. Don't you think that it's a very small set of people that actually have the ability to even get a gear? I, I don't know. I mean, I think Samsung... How is it? So how is it? How is it so popular? <laughs> I, no, I, seriously. I just... Like, I mean, you, you have to take like all iPhone users out, uh-huh. right? Like straight up. All users of other Android phones out. All users of older Samsung phones. So you have to have a Samsung. I don't know if it's an S6 or S7 or I don't know where the thing starts for the uh, gear. But, you know, it's like there's there's that actually that big a set of people out there that it's kind of become the primary mobile platform. Is it just nice as a device? So people who are VR developers and such buy a gear and a Galaxy phone just to demo it or they just decide to use i mean i think it's a big thing it's like just the portability right like it was the first like mobile vr headset so then you're saying people do the vr developers actually buy this like they they would have to buy this if that's not their primary device they would have to make it their primary device well i mean the way i understand i guess like in the seattle area a lot of people developers you know are really latching on to like oculus and vive because it has this like fully completely immersive experience but you know, maybe the mobile VR scene is not as large up here and covered as well. But, you know, I think that's quickly approaching. And, you know, just basically how, you know, the challenge is as fast as mobile hardware can, you know, iterate and get into market, they can put out three three versions before we see a second version of the, right. the Vive. Right. I mean, but but at the same time, that's kind of... That's the other end of consumerism that sucks, man. Because like you know, you gotta keep upgrading your phone and everything like every year, like your headset, your phone, Apple, like every. Apple users do, right? I mean, some I mean, Apple users do, right? Like I yeah. had my old, I until I switched to a seven plus. Like my last phone is a five S, which has been 
my phone for I don't know how many years now. And, yeah. and you know, it's... I, I mean, I just think, like, again, Samsung, like, one of the first primarily, you know, VR, mobile VR-focused phones. And I think, I don't know, I, I never had an Android phone again until the Android Pixel, but or the Google Pixel. I think, like, before, from my perspective, here in America anyway, Samsung was kind of, like, the top-of-the-line type of Android phones. Um, they were the closest thing to, like, an, an iPhone. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, before before the Pixel came out, yeah, the it was the Galaxy series. It kind of became the Galaxy series versus Apple, and then it was this back and forth because that's where they had yeah. all these lawsuits, right? Like the you stole my technology and you stole my technology, whatever. And so that's why, because they were just going back and forth. They were the ones that were kind of untouchable. And then you know you had HTC making really nice phones, like very good looking phones, solid devices. You had, you know, I mean, Huawei is doing pretty well. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I just am kind of surprised by how many things are gear compatible and how few the user base might have to be for that to actually be viable and such a big deal. And if not, then what does it say about all that marketing? I don't know. It's, uh, I need to go look up the numbers or do some research or something because this is kind of seeming very odd. Okay. So, if if anyone if if anyone listening to this has uh, has an idea about this, please do. Okay, it. so you, you mentioned you have to go up, look up numbers, uh, you know, maybe like the number of usage, uh, like for mobile phones, etc. Uh, I just wanted to quote uh, Chet Falazek, I believe that's how you pronounce the last name. Uh, he wrote on Twitter the other day. I thought it was hilarious. He said, "I wish all the analysts and bankers would agree to use the same random number generator for their VR AR projections." So, I mean, there's a lot of people. Basically, the point is, there's a lot of people coming up with, you know the number of sales and units sold between all the different, uh, you know, hardware out there, but also, you know, go back a year. And even now it's like the projections are just like all over the place. Oh yeah, man. Like, cause uh, at, uh, yeah. we were at Immerse Summit last year and I forget who it was, was one of the keynote speakers, I think. And he was like, it's projected to be some billions in whatever. And that's a pretty big number. Like, you know, I, I don't know if that's like, a, hey, it's going to be in the billions, so all of you should work on it now, or all of you, if all of you don't work on it now, it'll not be in the billions, so all of you should work on it now. I like it. I don't know. It's it's confusing. There's just, it just seemed like an out there number, you know. All right. Well, speaking of price, right, I think one of the biggest, uh, for me, one of the biggest news items was Oculus. Yeah. The, the, the price drop, man. Yeah. So can you explain that? So the Rift, they they basically announced that the Rift was going to drop in price from five ninety nine to four ninety nine. They are dropping the price of the touch controllers to basically a hundred dollars uh, from like two hundred. So essentially, the if you get the Rift plus touch, which would be like five hundred plus two hundred seven hundred, you're essentially going to buy. Uh, it's it's very similar in price to the Vive now, um, and Vive basically. HTC said that they're not going to uh, drop the price of the Vive now or anytime soon. They they kind of, uh, I think, I forget what the statement was that they put out, but it kind of made it seem like, yeah, we're not an inferior headset that, you know, we're going to we're gonna have to hide behind, like, dropping prices to get people to buy our product or something, something like that. He basically was kind of talking shit a little bit. Um, and... Uh, Anyway, so it's uh, it's the price drop is you know definitely I'm I'm sure more people are thinking about it now because it's cheaper, uh, that's that's a good you know three hundred dollars savings so. 
Yeah, and may, maybe HTC has HTC Vive has a strong enough foothold right now to stand their ground, but I wonder if this puts some pressure like on LG and some of the other upcoming uh, headset manufacturers that they either have to, you know, push out their release dates because they need to go back to the drawing board and try and figure out how to cut costs or, you know, release with a newer price point that's maybe in between the two. So for consumers, it's a win. But they're also projecting, I was reading somewhere with the GDC news that they were projecting um, a drop uh, in prices, steady drop. That's why um, Valve is basically ready to license out or push out their uh, trackers and say, you know, open it up and let people... uh, hook into them because they're uh, they're essentially trying to bring down costs repeatedly um, and it's if as they open up those kinds of things then like we were talking about earlier you if you decide that you just want to focus on building a kind of headset that's more immersive by like that integrates the nauseous that we talked about from the last episode there you go <laughs> you uh-huh. know you could do it and whatever you spend on it you spend on it and you know it's it could it could work. I mean, and you're, it it's gonna keep it's gonna keep dropping prices. So I'm hoping that it, by this time next year it's actually cheap enough to actually swap out headset. So on to our next topic. You were at a hackathon uh, last week. Was it a week before? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, AT and T had a hackathon that they sponsored here in the Seattle area. And I, I went, I, I didn't participate this time in the whole weekend um, event, but I did go to, you know, see the final presentations. And it was, uh, it was great. There was a couple uh, projects that were interesting. One was the null space, uh, excuse me. Uh, one was a team that had used the null space vest, which is a haptic feedback vest from a local startup in the area. And I kind of immediately went over uh, to try out their demo because I had seen their headset in the past, but this is like their newest uh, version that they have on Kickstarter. And it's kind of like their latest prototype. So I wanted to try out the head of the vest, but what I didn't realize was, uh, you know, who exactly the team was. So when I got into the experience, I was very low to the ground and it was like this sword fighting game where like I was fighting an skeleton and the only part of their demo that they had set up was the heartbeat of the vest would like thump really hard. So immediately when I was put in this experience, like it was super, super intense. Like I'm fighting the skeleton and they had this crazy techno music. It was like, you know, it was just like crazy, you know, audio plus the heartbeat of the vest was going. And I was just like, whoa, this is is a lot. And, but again, I was like thrown off because I was really short to the ground. So when I, I got out of it fairly quickly, but I was like, oh, you know, like the height seemed to be misaligned. And then the team that was helping me demo, they were like, oh, actually that's because our like project manager, he he's on a little on the shorter side. And then I was like, well, what do you mean? And they like pointed him out and it was like this young kid, uh, you know, or boy genius, depending on how you want to think about it. <laughs> but he was maybe 12 or 13. And I found out that he it was his first hackathon ever. He didn't want to look in his words like as a moron. So like the week before he created his first ever 2d game in unity and he wanted to just like, make sure he knew kind of how to code a little bit. I mean, I think he'd been hacking all, all along, but he made a game 2d game. And then, so for the week on the hackathon, he showed up and I guess it was his idea. So the team just let him like project manage and lead the whole project. 
so they helped him develop it and like work together art and all that stuff but it's pretty amazing you know here's this kid his first and he was telling me he's like hey this is my first hackathon ever and i show up and i'm leading a whole team so it's like give that kid a couple years you know maybe future mark zuckerberg uh creating oculus 2.0 i don't know but (laughs) it was it was it was a pretty amazing story you know to like see and i mean that's that's the that's the bigger you know everything we can think about and talk about today right now with regards to the headsets and you know the quality of things and games and such that's all fine but the big thing is when you have like people like him you know uh and just other young people around who are still in like high school or they look at this and they use the headset and they start thinking in more pure terms not in terms of profit how can i make money how can i sell this to someone else how can i get like customers more in terms of okay now there's how can i use this because you know you're thinking more along lines of okay well there's this problem to solve how do i solve this problem whatever for people to who are young and idealistic to have this purview and this kind of technology available now um that's going to be very exciting to see what they come up with and how they take this forward you know because all this is just it's a spark right like all of the stuff like the vive oculus like any of the stuff is like oh actually the other thing is facebook released facebook 360 just happened and it was um essentially i believe it's a kind of a portal that you can use uh mm-hmm. only use gear vr oh, yeah. <laughs> to get into and um eventually it'll, they'll roll it out to all of their headsets but you it's a it's a 360 facebook and you get access to all the 360 videos and photos and stuff that have been posted by people and you know you just get to check it out and i i don't know i mean so i think it's it's going to be it's going to be super exciting to see how things progress um, yeah i'm i'm looking forward though like you know to see this uh young creators next projects like i think this is just the beginning of you know more to come from him and i think he was super stoked to try and join new hackathons and who knows maybe he'll bring some friends and it's just kind of cool you can just start seeing the light bulbs you know starting to fire in his head that's super cool man. it was super exciting for him also there was one team that did an escape the room experience so the concept was you're in the vibe and you know you're locked in this room and it's like you got to get out but there's another person playing on a regular desktop computer and you need to work cooperatively to help you get out of the room. And like in the experience, like you're the vibe, you're kind of like a normal sized person, but there's this like little, little miniature like character in the room with you. And that's the person on the desktop. So like in the experience, you like have to like pick them up and like help move them around the room. And then like, since they're really small, they could do other things like unlock doors and stuff. And like, I've heard of, games before vr was mainstream that was more cooperative or where it was like you know it's like one person's giant and then they're playing against 100 people on their computers and like it's kind of like a giant versus flies or you know like like uh where it's not necessarily a social game but it's it's you know breaking down the barrier between people that are like on a desktop environment and vr and that's kind of what this team was doing and i I just thought it was cool because it it seemed like somewhere where, where we'd want to head with the technology, you know, social and cooperative play. And I, I just think those things will draw people into a more engaging experience, right? Yeah, I, I mean, then they've they've shown like a lot of studies when they've had people use VR that, you know, given the right circumstances, the right way to present things, 
um, it does increase empathy quite a bit. Okay, so one one thing I noticed today in the news was there was an announcement Lowe's was going to start trying to put Vive headsets into their department stores, I think in Canada, what? to try and help people. Tr- what, wait, wait, what, what, why would Lowe's? Uh, oh, yeah, this is new to you, right? Like, you, you don't know this? Okay. No, I, I don't know. I actually... So Lowe's is thinking about putting Vive's, HTC Vive VR headsets into their stores to help people come in and learn how to do home installations on their own and use it as a training exercise. So one example is I think they're going to try and set up an experience that can help people learn how to install bathroom tiles in their oh. restroom on their own. And Dude, I, that's so genius. And oh, I know. Be like, See, now you know how to do it. Well, yes. What are they going to be like? Can I take the Vive home? And uh, <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe they'll sell those maybe too. It, uh, maybe they'll just rent them out. Yeah, so I, I think this is really Dude, smart. What because... if you, actually, you know what? If you... Um, Think about it now. All they would need is they just need a tracker or a tracker thing that will actually hold a tile or something. Oh, you can feel the weight of it? So you can not only can feel the weight of it, you can physically actually put the Vive on and tile the exact tiles based on the tracker because the tracker is showing you exactly where to put it because it knows how big the room is. That'd be cool. If they were like super, super glued to the tiles though and then you can just like grab the the puck and then like no 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 like it, it would be like a, it would be like a holder of some sort or it would be like i don't know it would have to be or the well sh- i mean technically the, you could just grab the damn tile right technically you could just grab the damn tile yes yeah and it would you'd know the exact measurements it's to be 12 inches by 12 inches and the puck is super glued to the center and you can move it around right have six of them i don't know I, it didn't explain how the demo was going to be but i mean if you've been so Lowe's is a department store in the United States for those of you outside of our country and and apparently in Canada, but some of these department stores do hold like work uh, weekend workshops to help answer questions or train people on a lot of do-it-yourself home repairs. And I think we also hear on the flip side is that you know VR might be a great way to help train you know people on how to you know, do a job or prepare for some, you know, uh, some catastrophe or something. And it's just like, well, here's a perfect example of Lowe's, you know, maybe executing. And I think, you know, you could maybe run 12 people a day, maybe through this, uh, you know, training schedule using the Vive. But I mean, that's, uh, I I mean, good on Lowe's for trying that out. The more we see uh, these kinds of novel applications, it's going to push the community. It's going to push the concept and be more and more people are going to try it out. And as people keep trying it out, they're going to understand like what the, what the uh, limits or non limits of this platform in general and virtual reality, mixed reality, uh, these kinds of things are going to be. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, I think we're going to, it's been a long episode. So we'll close out uh, with a quick shout out to, uh, you folks who actually wrote into us who are you gonna shout out to kirk yeah so so one is actually a co-worker of ours so he he wrote into us uh physically at, at the office the other day uh, shahaz you know he's uh he seemed pretty gung-ho he, he liked it like the quality liked what we were talking about gave us some tips so appreciate that hopefully uh you know we can keep holding him on as a listener um also adam he was out in the uh, global slack channel that we hang out at and you know he kind of mentioned out the uh, audio quality he liked which i gave all the credit to rags for helping edit all of these podcasts why why thank you kirk you know it you know it credit where credit's due 
And then uh, a final shout out to Patrick Catazzarardi. He actually uh, posted us on Product Hunt for our podcast. So we appreciate that. We'll post that link for anyone who would like to go out and upvote our podcast uh, on Product Hunt. And he also sent us a really lengthy email with a bunch of feedback that we're actually working on. Uh, he had some great ideas too. So hopefully we can you know, take that feedback and uh, make this a better podcast for everyone out there listening. If you want to catch his uh, Twitter handle, I think it's that Patrick guy, and he runs a website called devdiner.com. So check him out if you're into that. Okay, so yeah. this is Kirk. And this is Rags, and uh, my handle, my very silent handle on Twitter is at brownchannel, B-R-W-N-C-H-N-L. Yep, and this is Kirk again, signing out at the VRPM on Twitter. And again, our website, cvrnt.com. Stands for current, uh, current VR, basically. Current with a catchy. Yeah. With, the, with the way the kids, the way the kids spell it these days. Yeah, I mean, maybe one day we should say how we came up with the name, but. All right, guys. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, hit us up. Uh, you know, share the podcast with your friends. That'd be awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Yep. Catch you next time. Bye.